My friends, today I'm going to show you how I stream on Twitch. If you're new here, I am a full-time streamer on Twitch. I upload videos of my stream to YouTube and then I put the recordings of the just chatting parts on my podcast. So this is what I do. This is my whole life as a creator and I'm going to show you inside of the Twitch interface and even show you adding a bot. And this will be especially helpful if you're switching to Twitch from another platform because I'm not going to go over all the very basics of streaming, like how to set your mic up and all of that. I have a studio tour video already where I go over all of that called Jerry Banfield uh, Studio Tour 2022. And I want to thank Michael Suppo is my inspiration for making this video. He, If you're into watching crypto and learning about crypto, investing in crypto, Michael Suppo Man, or Michael Suppo, aka Suppo Man, he is going to be starting here on Twitch soon. And I made this specifically to show him what I know about Twitch, and I'm looking forward to his crypto streams on Twitch. So now that we've given you the little intro, let's go ahead. What's up, Shipman? Thank you very much for being here. Let's go ahead and do the tutorial. So what you're seeing right here, this page is the main page on Twitch as a streamer you want to get to. So this is your stream manager. This is at dashboard.twitch.tv. This is your stream manager. So for some reason, I didn't put a screenshot of this in. But if you're on the main Twitch page, you get to this by clicking on your creator dashboard. So this is your creator dashboard. Funny I didn't put a link there, but it's just dashboard.twitch.tv and your stream manager. This will take you there. What's up, Frisky Gaming? Lisa, nice to see you. Thanks a lot for watching this live. I am filming this live right now while I am on Twitch for the most authentic Twitch tutorial. If you're watching this on YouTube, would love to have you as a member of the community and drop that follow on Twitch. So the first, the most important thing I'm gonna probably say right here is this. I would like you, if you're streaming on Twitch, one of the most helpful things I can suggest, Twitch allows you to click each of these fields up here. And I would suggest click your viewer count off. And it'll look like this for the entire live stream. And I'm going to suggest this because you don't control how many people are watching. It's very easy and natural for an ego to develop around this. It's very easy for you to get excited or unexcited based on this number and to judge the success of your stream by this. So turn this off. This is a big distraction. Your live stream should be worth watching whether there's one, 10, 100, or 1,000 people watching. It shouldn't matter. Your show should be equally as good. And your job as a streamer is to watch this. This is where the chat will come in. And what really makes a live stream worth watching is the streamer responding to the chat. That's what's really special. So turn this off and then focus on the chat right here and Drew, great job responding to that. This has been one of the hardest things for me to learn as a creator is to stop focusing on this and completely focus on that. Now I'll explain to you what each of these fields are on here. So what's right behind me, what's to my right here, this is the, the chat right over there. And what I do on my setup, I actually have the stream manager pulled up right here. 
and then I click on pop out chat, which if you click these three little blue dots, it'll pop the chat out. And then I've actually got, so I have the chat right here. And on this monitor, I've got a long form chat. That way, if this chat goes too fast, I essentially have more than twice as much of the chat I can see right there. That way I can easily see the chat with everything else and if the chat's going kind of slow, this is sufficient or if it's going fast, I need that deeper monitor. This next column is the activity feed. So this is where you can see where people have followed, people have dropped gift subs, people have rated. This is the activity feed. So the, the main two things you'll usually use while you're live are the chat and the activity feed. What's up, Mr. Mays Gaming? Nice to see you. Thanks for watching this live on Twitch. Now, before you go live, the one thing you really need to do every time before you go live is get into, which way are we going here? Get into this quick actions tab. This is the main thing you need to do before you go live is get into this quick actions tab and edit your stream info right here. So get your stream info edited right here. This is what I used for my last live stream. And I want you, I'm gonna help you see what's important to put on here. A lot of streamers on Twitch are don't take their title very seriously. Michael, good to see you live. I appreciate you going back and watching the earlier stream. A lot of people on Twitch don't take this too seriously and just put in all kinds of dumb, useless titles up here. But I'm gonna encourage you to put in a title and think a lot about you know, your first few words, ideally because I'm gonna show you in a minute where the title pops up. You've only really got a couple of ways to get people involved in your stream on Twitch. So you've got your title, you've got the name of your stream, whatever you are, you know, you're, you're Michael Suppo, Jerry Banfield, whoever you are, you got your name, and then you've got your category. And Twitch has a relatively small amount of words you can use to communicate what your stream is about. So you want to pick a title that's going to get people interested. Like for crypto, I saw a guy yesterday, he said like, you know, BTC tanking or something like that. Like right for the title. The title also pops up if people miss you being live, they can see what your stream was about there. So for the go live notification, I off the go live notification, if people have your notifications on on their phone, this will come up along with your name, but it, the category you're playing won't. So I generally put, like on this stream, I put about, you know, that I'm, often I just put the same title and go live notification. However, if I'm playing, a, yeah, that I usually just use the same title and go live notification. Hey, what's up, lit up bra, good to see you. Thanks for being here live. Now for the stream language, you obviously wanna put your stream language do not do reruns on Twitch. Reruns are live streams that were, or recordings, anything that's not live. Don't do that. So you, if you're not doing that, you won't need to check that. Now, last thing to talk about on this screen is tags. So you can do a lot of good work with your stream on tags to help people figure out what your stream is about. And I suggest put a tag on there for your language. That's one of the most basic things to put on that people need to know. So if you're speaking English, put English. I also like to put my 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 country, USA, and state within the USA, Florida. That sometime anything people are going to relate to your live stream on, then you can put that in as a tag. Like and for me, I put in stuff 
that I do a lot and talk about a lot on my stream. So I put sober, that way if anybody's looking for a sober streamer, they type in sober on Twitch, maybe my stream will come up. I put recovery, coaching positive, along with English, Florida, and USA. Now, based on exactly what I'm doing in each stream, I'll edit or I'll put in two other tags. You can have up to 10 tags. So if you're doing, a, for example, you could have, like for crypto, you could have very similar. I did a crypto stream yesterday and I added BTC and Bitcoin into my tags. For this one, I added like streaming and something else on there. But for crypto streaming, you, you will put crypto in the category right here. Then you can be more specific with the tags. You could duplicate it. I don't see that that's necessary. You could, yeah, so you put that. If the basic categories are whatever game you're playing or you can put just chatting, you can put a podcast and a show, you could put crypto if you're talking crypto and there are some other categories too. The category is the most important thing on here because... You know, if you're playing Call of Duty Warzone, for example, but your game is set to something else, then you're not going to be showing in the right place on Twitch. So your category, you know, if you're streaming crypto every day, make sure that's crypto. You can just leave and forget it. Make sure you can actually change all of this midstream too. So, for example, on Twitch, you could do crypto the first half of the stream, and then. You could switch to gaming or chatting. Just make sure that category is correct. You can you can change all of this midstream, and I often do. Lisa says notifications have been very consistent for me from Twitch. I I find same thing. Twitch notifications work very well. All right. Second thing on this dashboard we want to cover here is your raid the raid feature. So the next thing on here is the raid button. So the raid button, you'll see where the arrow's pointing to the raid button. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned yet that you might notice, I have a camera angle that really stands out. Now, if you're doing a just chatting stream and your face is gonna be front and center anyway, then that's not such a big deal. However, if you are doing a gaming stream especially where you're playing the game, you know, one way you could do it is to do this, and this is what most people do right here. In fact, a lot of people have their camera even smaller than this. However, on Twitch, your thumbnail is automatically generated. So, one of the best ways you can get people to notice your stream is by making your camera bigger. So, if you're doing, a, like, for streaming crypto, you should have your face probably as big as possible, and you can either have it right in the center of the screen or you can go over on the side. So what I've got on mine, I have a camera right here. There's a camera back there that's capturing this. I have a camera right here for this big view. And then I have for this view, I have an iPhone 8 connected up with the iOS camera app. And then I have a stream deck down here. And uh, I've got rated recently by a professional soccer player who's actually listed right here. His name's Aiden O'Brien. He uh, is a professional soccer player now, and he's he rated my stream playing Call of Duty Warzone one day. And I mean, I was pretty far down in Warzone streamers, I imagine. But he said he noticed me because of this. Because he scrolled through a bunch of other people looking for somebody to raid, and he saw this camera angle stood out. So on Twitch, it's extra important. Your camera angle is one of the best ways to stand out. That's why all these people doing these hot tub streams with barely any clothing, 
have a chance to get so many viewers. Their camera stands out. The majority of streamers on Twitch do not put much effort or thought into their camera. And if you want to get more views on Twitch, one of the easiest things to do is have a bigger camera. Have a bigger camera, have a bigger camera angle. So like if you're looking at crypto charts, you could be off to one side or off to the other and then you can just switch over and talk right in the middle of it. Now, I was mentioning raids a minute ago. So if you click, there's a one of the biggest and best features on Twitch compared to other platforms is the feature called raid. A raid basically means when you're about to go offline, you send your viewers over to another live stream. And this is a great way if there's some streamer you follow that you really love their stream and they're streaming right when you're about to go offline, you click on the raid feature and it will show you. So on the interface, it's this button right here. When you're So before you stream, you use this button. After you stream, you use this button. And these are all in the quick actions tab. You can edit, if you click up here, you can edit this interface to look however you want. So before you stream, you make sure to do this and if you need to change anything while you're streaming, after, when you're about to go offline, you click this feature. This is a very powerful feature on Twitch that on other platforms is doesn't work or doesn't even exist. On Twitch, this is how you can, if you've got a streamer you love and that you follow and they're online, you can see who's online. When you click on Raid, it shows you channels you are following and it lists them in order of viewers. You can also just go to your Twitch page and if you follow, for example, if I want to raid somebody that's got less than eight viewers, I can click on Twitch and look for everybody I'm following, then type them specifically into the live channel. What's really nice about raiding on Twitch is when you've got somebody you follow on Twitch and you're about to go offline and you dump all your viewers into their stream, it's a great way to build the community and the connections with another streamer and with the viewers of that stream on Twitch. And this is why Twitch, I love Twitch as a live streaming platform. I've got some pretty epic raids on Facebook, on YouTube, they're trying to do raiding but it doesn't work. This can really help you give to someone else and this can help other people give to you. So I love the raiding feature, I always raid someone every time I go offline. I try and do a combination of raiding new people and rating the same people over and over again. I usually give to the, I usually, I consider two things when I'm rating. One, are the viewers going to have a good experience on this channel? If I raid someone, and in my opinion, it was a really crappy experience for the viewers, then uh, I'm generally not going to raid them again. Even if they come hang out in my stream every day and talk, if I, if I raid you and uh, the viewers don't seem to be happy, don't follow, don't hang around, they don't seem to like your vibe. If I raid your stream and then regret it, I'm not gonna raid you again, I'll look for somebody else. If I raid your stream and it's the opposite experience, then I generally will raid your stream again and again. And that's what's magical with Twitch is, that's how you can grow your followers and then it often goes back and forth. So. Usually, I end up raiding the same people who raid me. I raid them, they raid me, and it's a big circle jerk where we just pass viewers around to each other. And it's fantastic. <laughs>
So the raid feature is fantastic, and if you don't have anybody online, if you don't watch that much on Twitch, you don't have anybody online, what you can do is just go raid somebody randomly. And the more people you have online, the more you you could aim. Generally, you want to raid a similar size streamer if you don't know them. For example, you could always give downward if you want to, if you got a thousand people watching, but you shouldn't know how many people are watching. But, you know, a general idea. If you've got a whole ton of people watching, and for example, you know, if Michael's got like 500 people on his crypto stream, you could go to one of the other biggest Twitch streamers in crypto, drop a raid on them, and then your followers will discover them, and some of their followers in the streamer themselves may shout you out, and you might get some followers from it too. That's what is really nice with Twitch, is that, that back and forth, the connection. So we've talked a good bit about raiding. Let's keep it moving. Awesome Bros Gaming, nice to see you. You don't recommend raiding me. You just respond with chat. All right, thanks for, thanks for letting me know about that. All right, the next thing we'll talk about is the exact settings I use for Twitch specifically. We'll go through this pretty quick. This is in OBS, so I recommend do your stream with OBS. Don't use Streamlabs OBS because it sucks. I've used both of them. I've got hundreds of hours of experience using both of them. Streamlabs OBS uses a lot more of your computer's resources, which makes it more likely to drop frames. You pretty much need to have Prime to get the full features. Don't use that. Use OBS unless you're okay with your stream sucking. And uh, Streamlabs, if you're watching this, which you're probably not, just make a better product, cut your resource usage down, and uh, maybe I'll say something different. But yeah, I, it was annoying using Streamlabs OBS and it, it keeps, it doesn't work as well as OBS for me at least. So use OBS. I just signed straight into Twitch and had it connect with my account. I ignore the streaming service recommendations on the stream settings here. Next one on the output, I use a 6,000 bit rate, two keyframe interval and quality preset, high profile, constant bit rate. This is important. If you got an NVIDIA card, use the NVIDIA NVEC codec. This works well for me. I've used it for quite a while. These are pretty standard settings on Twitch. Now, if you're not an affiliate on Twitch, and I use the 6,000 bitrate because, I'll show you in the next screen, I stream in 1920 by 1080, 60 frames a second, which that gives my streams the best chance to look good. However, if you're not an affiliate, and you stream at the 6,000 bit rate, it won't transcode it. Transcoding it means making it available at other resolutions. If you're used to streaming on something like YouTube that does that automatically, it doesn't do that automatically on Twitch if you're not an affiliate. If you're an affiliate or a partner, it will do that. But if you're not an affiliate and you stream at the 6,000 bit rate, it will probably lag. So in that case, you could cut your bit rate down to 4,500 and stream at 1280 by 720. I like to stream at my computers. Everything here runs at 1920 by 1080 and it's annoying to stream smaller than that. So I use 1920, 1080, 60 FPS to make things look the best and then I stream with the settings I just showed you. Now for Twitch, I'm gonna show you here how the interface looks on mobile and point a couple of things out we talked about in the past. So. I got Captain Atari Man here and hello, good game for examples. So a couple of things. First, I want you to look when before somebody, if somebody is following you on Twitch, 
this is how the stream looks to them. And I want you to keep this in mind for getting discovered also. So if somebody's following on Twitch, you first have this back here. These are the categories people are following. So for example, if somebody's following crypto and they click on that, they might be able to find your stream right in there. Then if you're already, this is why Twitch is so good too because there's no algorithm. There's no algorithm that gets between you and your viewers. On YouTube and Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, you have to constantly be hustling against the algorithm just to get your own freaking followers to show up. Not on Twitch. When you're, this is the main homepage on Twitch, you got categories you're following, then your live channels. So if you're live on Twitch and you have more viewers than anybody that person your follower is following, you will appear at the top. And this is ordered in the number of live viewers on your channel, uh, on every channel. So everybody you're following on Twitch, whoever's actually live, then Twitch just puts that in order of viewers. Like for example, you can see Hello Good Game has 79 when I took the screenshot, Mustang Gaming had nine, and then below that the next one. So you don't have to deal with any algorithm on Twitch and this is why it's so good. You simply appear in the order of viewers, everybody you're following. And this is why I talked earlier about the importance of setting your, obviously this is your name right here. Like these, Hello Good Game is this guy's, he's a magic streamer. He has great magic tutorials. He he showed me a deck on one of his YouTube tutorials that I just crushed it and went straight to Mythic. So I that's why I follow him. He... So th this is your creator name and your creator picture. Below that, it, this next line is your title. And if you notice, you only get about 20 characters or so that displays right here. And if if you are appearing over here, once somebody clicks on a category they're following and they start browsing, or if you're appearing in the recommended channels, you can see the importance of picking a title that will catch somebody's attention. So this is why, especially if you combine your title with the game. So. For example, if you're streaming crypto, this would say crypto instead of Magic the Gathering. If you are, and then you could say, you know, Bitcoin taking over or Ethereum merge happening in two days, like whatever. You, This is your category, either the game or if you're just chatting, and then this is your title. And then below here you have tags, and there's only like, three or four tags that'll show up there. So you can see Hello Good Games got English, Mustang Gaming Live put a couple of other things in his tags, like Veteran, I think, and uh, I think he put Yorkshire where he's from, and I can't tell what that one says. But you can see that when you're on mobile, this is all people are gonna see before they click on their stream. If if they're following you, they'll appear on the homepage, and if it's in a category or recommended, this is all gonna they're gonna see. And this is why having a thumbnail that really sticks out, plus a title, these are things that can get you a lot more clicks and the higher your click-through rate is, the more people are gonna come through and watch. So on the next screen right here, once somebody's actually in your stream, this is what it looks like. Again, you're gonna get more space for your title in here and this is your category, either your game or something like crypto or just chatting. You can. This is where people can subscribe and this is where people follow. Under here is notifications. Now. Depending on how you've got your Twitch, you can get notifications automatically. I personally don't use notifications on Twitch. I'm following too many people. And uh, I, I, there's there's nobody I care that goes live 
that much that I need to get a notification because I prefer to be disturbed as little as possible. So I understand if y'all watch and don't want notifications because I don't have notifications on for anybody. I try and minimize notifications personally. I prefer not to, I prefer less and then I go to Twitch when I want to watch on Twitch and I check who's online. However, if you just follow me and only watch me on Twitch or a couple other people, make sure you got your notifications on here and then I'll disturb you when I come online. <laughs> then right here, <laughs> I'm changing. You've got, this is whether you're subscribed or not and if you're subscribed, this will pop up and be a gift sub, then the chat's right here. So you can again see on mobile Look, I mean, this is how most people have their camera, but if you're watching on mobile, it can be a little difficult to see the camera with this small of a space. And I think personally, like, Captain Atari Man could put the same kind of camera I've got here and get rid of the chat. You don't really need your Twitch chat on your stream. It doesn't add that much value to it. You know, you, you can just look at the Twitch chat when you want to see it. So if you, this is a good spot to make, like, a big camera angle right here. <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm doing up here, I actually, this is a Streamlabs. I use Streamlabs to get the last event up here. So anytime somebody subs, drops bits, then they automatically pop up here, which is really nice. So you definitely, I forgot to put a Streamlabs thing in here, but I really like to use Streamlabs with Twitch. And then I've made this thing up here with Streamlabs using the recent events and a chroma key. And I've, I've split it up into two different parts. So, like, one side is the action. The other side is the name. That's a really nice little thing. And then I've got a Streamlabs alert box on here as well. All right, so let's... We're getting towards, I think... We've covered a lot of this. And if you have any questions about Twitch while we're watching live, of course, I'm happy to answer those. So, we'll go through the rest of the settings in your creator studio now. And these are pretty straightforward. Some of them you might wonder whether or not to set these. And again, I'm going to suggest you stay out of the Insights tab. Don't mess with this tab. Just do your stream, upload your videos, chat with people. Don't worry about... All right, you're going to lurk. Awesome, bros. That sounds good. I stay out of this tab. This is a bad neighborhood for me. Either I get depressed and disappointed and feel like a failure... Or I get excited and expect that what I'm seeing here is going to continue and get bigger. And when it doesn't, I get depressed and I feel like a failure. So I'm going to stay out of there. I stay out of there. Don't mess with that tab. All right, so this tab we're in now is the stream setting. So before we're in the stream manager, this is the stream setting. So this is where you get your stream key. What's up, Steve? Nice to see you. I'll always put disconnect protection on. That way, if you... I one day I got hit with a power outage and if you or if you temporarily disconnect for a minute this gives you a chance to keep your stream going if you're gonna swear a lot or have real content that's not appropriate for younger audiences you can turn this on i prefer just not to have that kind of content generally on my stream now yeah that that's simple latency mode i put low latency on so you can have near real-time interactions what really makes a stream great is the interaction between the streamer and the chat this is good too if you especially if you're playing music it'll give you a warning put that on especially if you're playing music there, there's basically not much of a reason to have this off 
and uh, then you could have this lets you know if you're getting potential DMCA issues proactively for the video on demand settings definitely save those past broadcasts a lot of people don't watch them but for whoever does definitely let them do it I always publish my videos on demand too all right more settings in the same category you can if you're playing a certain thing you can uh, exclude a certain category I let anybody clip my streams if they want to you can make it more restrictive I don't generally see why you'd want to do that though all right permissions don't let anybody stream to your channel except in rare cases because if yeah just don't mess with these generally raids yes allow raids let anybody raid you unless you're getting trolled or some some silly things happening where you're constantly getting raided in a way that's not supported for your stream. If that happens, just turn this one to only allow raids from teammates and followed channels. That way, whoever that's raiding you annoyingly won't be able to raid you anymore. All right, so next settings we'll go over to is the, the stream settings, or so below stream is channel. These are your basic channel settings, your username, display name. For the bio, this is what I put for my bio. I'm full-time Twitch streamer, YouTuber, and podcaster with my website. I've got my YouTube and my Discord linked. I prefer to focus on a smaller number of platforms and then ignore all the other ones. I could link my Twitter and my Facebook, but I don't post to those, so why would I want somebody to go to those? Where I want people is YouTube and Discord. Maybe I can put a podcast link in there at some point. This is the basic on about page. Then on the brand, make sure you've got a profile picture and a profile banner. To, a profile banner is often, an, in not having one of those, is often an indication you don't stream. So definitely put any kind of profile banner and picture up there. I don't generally use the schedule. The schedule's nice if you're always gonna be live at the same time, but one of the nice things about being a creator is that you don't have to show up at a fixed time. So I, I personally, I try to do a schedule, but if you put a schedule up and don't stick to it, it's annoying. If you've got a schedule that works for you, then of course put it up there. I'm not using a schedule anymore. I You can just get notifications or check Twitch. I'm often on at similar times each day, but it it's more annoying to put a schedule up and not stick to it than it is to just not have one. So next, one thing you definitely want to do is have a little channel trailer. So if you're not online on Twitch, this little channel trailer will pop up. For example, if you're sharing your Twitch channel across other platforms like YouTube. If you're not live, this little channel trailer will pop up, especially since they're getting rid of hosting, from what I understand. You want this channel trailer to give people an idea of what you're about and why they might want to follow. So I just put like a, it can be up to a minute long. In order to upload this, you go into content and upload a video. Just make a little video and telling people what your channel is about and asking them to follow. Because if somebody is and maybe set notifications. If somebody's on your Twitch channel when you're not live, basically you just need them to hit the follow button and or set those notifications and come back when you are live. You could tell them if you've got a schedule, you could say that too or tell them to look there. I just say follow me and hit those notifications. All right, next over here we'll go into moderation. I tried the auto mod. I prefer not to use the auto mod and just take care of things that come up that I don't like. For example, if there's some word that people are always saying that's always used in a nasty context, you can just manually go in and block that 
and ban it right there. The auto mod was more annoying. It would catch things that didn't need to be moderated. So I just leave the auto mod off. I do block the hyperlinks in the chat. There's not much of a reason to let people delete URLs because if you have moderators, admins, VIPs, they can post links. Other people don't need to be sharing links. What's up, Lisa? Yes, Lisa's the only mod. I'm about to show you how to add a mod in just a minute too. Next thing, so scrolling down on the same thing, I was using the very highest rating on this. I used to have all chatters have to have a verified email and a verified phone number. This, that's fine if you're if you're getting a lot of spam, a lot of people annoying your channel, a lot of people coming in and trolling, which I was for a while. I put that on, but now we're to the point where there's not many of the idiots and trolls that can be bothered to even come over to my channel anymore, which is great. I'm glad you went and got a life. <laughs> so I turned all this off now because I can always turn it back on and I can just ban someone if there's one person. This is nice too because if I turn all the verification off and kind of get the regular audience, you can then go and turn it on and make just make people who've never chatted in your channel before, make them have a verified email while everybody else who's already chatted in your channel doesn't have to have a verified email. So I'd say when you're just starting, leave these off, get your regulars in, ban anybody that's a problem, and if you consistently get spam and annoyances coming in, then you can turn this up so that people who are chatting for the first time have to have a verified email I mean, if somebody's already chatted before and you didn't ban them, they probably don't need to have a verified email. Same thing with a phone number. If you want to get really serious, make first-time chatters have a verified phone number. I found that is 100% stopped. The bots and the, the jerks with a bunch of different accounts can almost never be bothered to verify a phone number on their Twitch account. You can put your chat rules in here. I just put be respectful and enjoy your time here. I let people send an unban request. The unban request has to be at least a day afterwards. If you got banned, I don't need an unban request 15 minutes later. And lots of times if you let people request an unban too quickly, they'll just put another nasty message in it. So I, if you get banned from my channel, you can always jump in sooner on Discord and ask to get unbanned. But you gotta wait at least a day to submit an unban request on Twitch. Lisa says, Twitch is a great place to be a mod. You've been a mod everywhere, Lisa. On the follower-only mode right here, I suggest have your chat on follower-only mode. This is a really helpful setting, and this is valuable that you've watched 35 minutes of this. This is a valuable setting right here because why do you need so why should somebody chat in your Twitch channel if they can't be bothered to follow you? I make people follow if they want to chat. That way I know everybody in my chat is following me. And if somebody's just browsing, like somebody's looking through a bunch of crypto streams, just jumping in wanting to talk, if they won't follow, I don't need to hear what they have to say. And what's nice too is sometimes you can spot something coming off of the follow and you can ban the person before they even chat. You know, if you see some real obnoxious or offensive name, you see, this person followed you. I'm like, ah, we're going to ban you before you even open your mouth. So the follower-only mode, you can, if if you have a really hardcore chat that is 
you know, it's it's too hard to even read. You can even set this to like 10 minutes or you can just put on slow mode. I don't recommend subscriber only chat. I tried that a lot on Facebook. So many, so much nasty feedback on that. And uh, you can turn on slow mode. So I don't, you can turn on on your stream. I don't even know where that setting gets off to, but there's somewhere you can put on slow mode. It's funny that I'm doing a video about how to stream on Twitch. I don't even remember where the slow mode setting is. Somebody can probably tell me that. But yeah, where is the slow mode setting? I'm. <laughs> That's why I like doing this. I just keep it real. I don't even know where slow mode is right now. I looked at it in several different places where it might be. I still don't even see slow mode right now. You could probably just like slash slow mode or type. Yeah, it's in chat settings. So we'll go way back here. I'll show you where this is. I didn't know where it was until a minute ago. It's fine. So if you click in this bottom little gear, it says chat settings. You can, uh, oh, I can't, I don't have show mod icons on. Oh, okay, I see. No, that allows you to ban people right away. That makes it a little easier. I'd click on, all right. So what you can do is you can, why is my hand down my pants right now? Weird. <laughs> so you can in your, if you click on this gear icon down here, you can click on slow mode and you can actually change the, fo change the followers only chat the emote chat, you can change all this stuff directly by clicking on the gear. I didn't know that before a minute ago, so I just did it in here in the moderation settings. So now you know about that. All right, we're almost done with all these screenshots I took. So another big area of your settings you wanna check is in affiliate if you're a partner, maybe it says partner there. You can go in down here. One of the biggest settings I recommend, make sure you've got ad free viewing on. I don't know if this is on by default or not, but you definitely want this on. If someone's paying to watch, if someone's paying to subscribe, or if they've gotten a gift subscription, or if they're using their Amazon Prime, you can put on ad-free viewing and they won't have to watch any of the obnoxious Twitch ads. To me, that also makes a very good reason to subscribe. Like on platforms like Facebook and YouTube, it's like, why bother paying money to support a streamer? You end up seeing ads whether you subscribe or not, but on Twitch, the ad-free viewing to me, I think is one of the very best reasons. If you just watch one streamer all the time and when you be a subscriber, you don't have to watch ads anymore. I actually have Twitch Turbo for $8.99 a month. I don't have to watch ads on anybody's streams on Twitch. Now, most of y'all aren't gonna do that, but if this is a big thing to put on here. If somebody subscribes, make sure they've got ad-free viewing. And another thing that's nice, if somebody subscribes, when you put slow mode on, so like Michael, if you're still watching this, if you've got a big chat, if you have a lot of people that chat, you got hundreds of live viewers, I suggest always have slow mode on. Slow, mo slow mode means you can only comment once every 90 seconds. It forces people to be more, to focus each thing they want to say and not just spam and fill the chat up with a bunch of crap. What you can then do, put slow mode on so that people can only chat once every 90 seconds, but then your subscribers, not that one, this one, you put ignore slow mode for subscribers. That way your subscribers can talk as often as they want. Anybody who's not a subscriber can only chat once every 90 seconds. 
I'm not doing this now because I'm able to read every single comment in my chat. So I don't really need to have, I've, I have ignore slow mode on if I ever turn it on. I don't turn on slow mode unless my chat's getting out of hand, which it hasn't been happening, which is great. I can read every single comment, but if you can't read every single comment, you should definitely have slow mode on and then ignore slow mode for subscribers. Again, don't do don't do either of these other ones. Just let everybody talk. Now, below here you'll have the bits and the cheering. I recommend don't let anybody cheer for less than 100 bits because below that people occasionally will come through and bit spam you. So if you have it on like 10 bits, which is 10 cents, they'll drop 10 bits 50 times. And it'll just like I've got things that actually pop up when I get bits that I can then kind of make a big deal of it and dance a little bit. Yeah, if you've got it set less than a dollar, it can really ruin that. So I've got minimum 100 bits to cheer. Some people have complained about it. Just don't cheer then if you don't have 100 bits. Just save up and cheer. You can click on the hype train settings. I just leave that. I'll show you in the next screen what I do with the leaderboards. The leaderboards, those are cool. And yeah, here's the leaderboard. So on the leaderboard, you can have the top gifters and the top cheers. So top gifters means somebody giving gift subscriptions. I personally love the gift subscriptions as long as there's anybody in the chat who doesn't have a subscription to the channel. You know, if you're the smaller your audience is, at some point, everybody may be a subscriber. At that point, you want to send bits. But as long as there's anybody that's not subscribed in the chat, I prefer viewers send gift subscriptions instead of bits. Even though I get more money off the bits, it's better to give people subscriptions. That way, if you gift somebody a subscription, they don't have to watch any ads for a month. And that's more of a connected activity too. Like when you gift somebody a subscription, they're excited about it. I'm excited about it. And... It's more than if you just give bits, it just directly gives to me. So I think the top gifters is the default leaderboard you should have. and But show the bits cheers. The best way to support a streamer directly on Twitch, of course, is sending bits. I mean, in terms of when you give money, how much does the streamer get? Especially if you buy like $100 or $200 of bits at once. On desktop, never buy bits on your mobile device. You pay a much higher fee for fewer bits. Buy bits on your desktop, and then for every 100 bits you send, the streamer actually gets a dollar. So if you look at how many bits you're getting versus how many dollars you're spending, you can see the fee you're paying. So as a streamer, I actually get more if you send bits versus subscribing or being a gift sub. However, I'd prefer you not to have to watch ads first and foremost. I'd prefer you to help other people not watch ads. And then from there, if you've still got money, you can cheer bits. I've set my leaderboard time range to all time. This way, it's more consistent. I've experimented with this a lot. I think the worst thing you can have on a channel is a non-existent leaderboard. So if I go back, I'll show you where the leaderboard appears in the chat. So the leaderboard actually appears in the chat right here. I've got, these are the all-time highest gifted subs on my channel. So you can see Slim Tates has gifted 25 subscriptions. X Downfall 7 dropped 15 and M3 Gaming Official dropped 12. 
These are lifetime stats on my channel. I've been an affiliate off and on several times, so it deleted several. It deleted some past ones anyhow. This is a lifetime since I've been an affiliate the last two times. And what I like about this is with the lifetime leaderboard, the people who watch the stream every day and really love and have supported the stream over the longest term can have the crown. Like Slim Taste can sit right there on top until anybody else decides that they want to take the top spot. And he can sit there all year. And you can see over the long term how much you've got. I think the worst thing to do is have this leaderboard empty. And to now some people will gift a subscription or two if the leaderboard's empty. But I really like how you get a long term. To me, this helps focus on the long term instead of getting more money in today, this week, or this month. I put it on lifetime so you can see how much people have given over the entire lifetime of the channel. So that's what the leaderboard actually looks like. I suggest set it to top gifters, set it to all time, and include both of these two. We got what, like four more slides? All right, towards the end, let's talk about pre-roll ads. On Twitch, you are required to run ads if you are an affiliate, I imagine if you're a partner as well. This means ads are not optional. You have to have ads on your channel. And affiliates now get a 55% ad revenue split, but you have to run ads. You have to automatically run ads on the channel. I personally prefer not to have pre roll ads. What's up, Jasmine? Nice to see you. Glad you could catch this live. Talking all about Twitch streaming and the details of it. I personally prefer not to have pre roll ads. Congrats on getting your new gaming laptop, Jasmine. I prefer not to have pre-roll ads because I saw some statistic and it makes sense because I've done the same thing in the past that if you click on a channel you've never watched before and you get a pre-roll ad, a pre-roll ad rolls before you see the channel. About a third of people leave when the pre-roll ad comes up. So this is why I prefer to have pre-roll ads disabled. This way if somebody's browsing Twitch, comes across my stream, they don't have to watch an ad before they get to see a little bit of my content. And the way this works is when you run your ad schedule automatically, then you'll get a time where you don't have to have pre-roll ads. This means that if you run enough ads on your channel just normally throughout your stream, then you won't have to have any pre-roll ads on. And the automatic ad schedule does this. And then you can also set your dashboard up like I have. I'll go back and show you this one here. So if you set your dashboard up, what I've got over here, this is a three-minute ad. So if I need to go AFK for a minute, like say goodnight to my kids or something or go to the bathroom, I click a three-minute ad right here and that gives me an hour without needing to run any pre-roll ads. You can also run like a minute and 30 second ad here. This thing shows when your ad's going to run next. If you're at a really orgasmic moment in your live stream and you can't stand to have an ad run, you can click snooze up to three times on here to stop the ad from running for a minute and then it will run after that. So this, if you have the ads manager included in your setup, you can control when the ads go live and be prepared for them too because these will run to everybody who's not a subscriber. So if you know 80% of the people watching are not a subscribers, you wanna be very aware of when they're seeing an ad. And this is why I like to run the ads on a schedule. 
you get more ad revenue and then everybody gets an ad at the same time. Every person is watching an ad at the same time. Whereas if you have the pre-roll ads, you never know who's actually watching an ad, who's not watching an ad. And then you don't get the same amount of revenue off of it either. So I disable pre-roll ads when I run ads. If you want more ad revenue, you can keep pre-roll ads. I highly recommend against that. You can have pre-roll notifications, which will let you know when you haven't ran enough ads. But if you run the automatic schedule, it will run enough ads for your channel by default, so you won't need pre-roll ads. You can also enable the stream, the stream display too. All right, let's before we jump over to the bot. Last thing here is if you want to add some moderators, you definitely especially the bigger your community is, you want to have at least one and maybe a bunch of moderators plus a bot. So I have one moderator on my streams, Lisa Ladybug. She was part of the original moderator group I had on Facebook. She is the last moderator standing and has been for like a year. So appreciate your continued dedication. I say have fewer moderators and get moderators you have really good relationships with that you've known quite a while that have a similar philosophy to you. If you have a bunch of moderators, you know, it just takes one moderator to really get into muting and pissing people off in the chat to have an uproar. So I just have Lisa as my only moderator. What's up, Electric Wind God? Good to see you on the live stream. Jasmine, I'm glad your gaming laptop's good. I hope we can see a camera on your new gaming laptop setup. So this is where you add a monitor, a, mo a, a moderator. You put the moderator in right here and you need their username to search them and add them in on Twitch, super easy. All right, last thing we're going to hit here is a bot. So you'll notice on this last page, you can see there's a username Nightbot that's a moderator. This is a bot called Nightbot. I highly recommend adding Nightbot to your Twitch stream because Nightbot will do some pretty essential things for you. To me, like Nightbot does cool things. Like I can see the top chatter out of everybody that's chatted on my live stream is One Queen Vibes. Like that's that's something I need to know. Like who's my top chatter? Like who's the person actually typing in the most chat? Another thing that's nice you can see so Nightbot is, it's a bot that hangs out in your Twitch stream and then can do a bunch of things. You can do commands, giveaways, you got your logs, you can set people as regulars and give them different permissions like sharing links. And you can, in addition to the Twitch moderation, you can do things on Nightbot. You can put timers to automatically have things in. The main thing I like with Nightbot is the commands option. So for example, when you type exclamation point YouTube, when I'm live on Twitch, it'll give you a link to my YouTube channel. And these are all of my commands I currently have. I don't have that many commands, but I can add some more at any time. And the one people seem to like to use the most is this follow age command. So the follow age command right here, this is the exact phrase you put in to have the follow age command. So you, in your command, you hit plus a command over here and you put that exact command I just showed you in the message screen and that is how you get this command right here. So if you need this exact command, I can paste it for you in my Discord server so you can copy and paste it right there. That way when somebody does exclamation point follow age, 
they can see like Lisa's been following 17 days. She just did it. It's a great way to have people kind of show off how long they've been following and supporting you too. I've got an exclamation point prime because what's really nice on Twitch, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to one Twitch channel for no extra cost at every month. And you have to do it on desktop. And in order to do that, you need to link your Amazon account and your Twitch account. Amazon owns Twitch. And then you go on desktop and you click on subscribe and you scroll down and find the use your free Prime sub. So about half of my subscriber revenue right now on Twitch out of 52 subscribers, not counting gift subs, about half of my subscriber revenue comes from people who have Amazon Prime and subscribe to my Twitch channel for free. If you're the only person somebody watches on Twitch, for example, like Michael, if you are getting people to come over from YouTube who don't normally use Twitch, don't watch anybody else, the Prime option is really nice. You can have people, hey Achilles! So nice to see you on the live stream. I'm I'm exclusively on Twitch. I'm on here every day. I'm only live on Twitch now. So glad to see you again. Achilles been following me for four years. Congratulations. Thanks for coming back here. So about half of my subs are people who subscribe for free with Prime, which is great. Now the you know, if you're having somebody on Twitch who follows a bunch of people, you're not going to get that sub right away. But if you're bringing people from other platforms, those Prime subs, they help greatly increase the amount of subscribers you have. And they, uh, yeah, they can be great for income too. So I've also got a shout out command on here, which is nice if there's another streamer in your chat. Especially, you know, something like crypto can be a pretty. A community where you might know a lot of the other streamers. And if they come hang out in your chat, you can type SO and their name and shout them out and link to them. I always appreciate when people shout me out. Then you can put some other commands if you want in there as well. So last thing we'll talk about is timers. Timers are nice. What you can do if there's a certain command you want people to look at. Like I want people to check my YouTube out. And uh, I think I put a podcast command in, or I will have a podcast command in, or a Discord command. I put in commands, and they can run every uh, up to f as fast as five minutes or fat longer if you want to. You put these commands in, and then it, you can put a certain message. This the the name of the command is not shown publicly. That's just shown to you. So I have a timer in here called YouTube. Every 15 minutes, it types the YouTube command and then in my chat, you see this come up, subscribe on YouTube. This way, if somebody discovered me on Twitch, for example, is not following on YouTube, I want everyone who's following me on Twitch to also subscribe on YouTube and or follow my podcast because you might miss a lot of the streams for a while. You might get busy and not be able to watch. Well, on YouTube, you can easily keep up and you don't have to watch every minute, of course. You can easily scroll through and find exactly what you want to watch. And same thing on the podcast, too. So you can put specific commands, like if you're streaming on Twitch, you can put your YouTube to show up automatically in your chat at certain time intervals to help people cross-pollinate. And that's what's really nice about streaming on you on Twitch is that you can 
cross and then putting clips up other places is you you want people to go everywhere so if you get somebody live on twitch you want them to go also follow on other platforms and everybody who's following other platforms you want to come you want them to have the best experience on twitch to me Twitch is the very best place to have your community online in terms of if you're a lot if you do lives, Twitch is the best place to do lives and to really make deep connections with people. Then of course if you got Discord, Telegram, you can chat while you're offline. Those are very valuable as well. If you combine Twitch with putting videos out on YouTube and a Discord channel and maybe a podcast, to me that is just a that's exactly the setup I've got right now. I absolutely love it. All I need to do is stream on t Twitch, take clips of my Twitch streams, upload them on YouTube, and then anything that is not gaming, I then put that on my podcast as well. And then I all I do is show up on Twitch, upload to YouTube and my podcast, check my Discord server. It's a very easy life, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it, and it's simple. And it's effective. It, I'm consistently able to communicate what I've got to say out to people that might want to hear it. And I don't even check my analytics anymore. It's beautiful. So I thought this, hope this might be a little bit shorter. We got it in under an hour. I've thoroughly covered streaming on Twitch now. And if you watched all of this on YouTube and you haven't followed on Twitch yet, I'm going to go ahead and invite you to do that now. If you listen to this on my podcast, follow Jerry Banfield, all one word on Twitch, and we can come chat live.